This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 218. Can we, should we, separate the creator from the creation? Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so wise you are. was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm Ben. I'm Ben Avery. And I am here to talk about some sci-fi stuff, some fantasy stuff, some Christianity stuff, some God stuff, some person stuff, some me stuff, some you stuff. And I'm here to talk about all that stuff with my two friends. And you guys introduce yourselves. I don't care what order you go in, but you're just going to have to do it in an orderly manner. Hi. Two friends. That did not work. <laughs> I tried, Ben. I really did. I'll try two, again. Two ha, friends. That's ha, it. Ha, ha, I just feel, I'm just ha, the way just the ha, way you said it. It makes it sound like you have only two friends. I feel like I I, I don't have two friends, Steve. I I feel I have, like I'm 50% of your friendship club now. It's like a little heavy. I have I have 3. Um, okay, 33%. I just dropped by 17%. Well, no, wow. actually, you're not part of the club. I was just using the name, the word friends as a label to conveniently describe you. I, I wouldn't count you guys as friends. I mean, I've only been I've only been getting together with you every week for five years to talk yeah. about this stuff. But friends, acquaintance. Yes, that's passerby. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Introduce yourselves, please. Anyway. Hi. I'm, <laughs> hi. I'm oh, wait. Evan's here, too. <laughs> I feel like I'd be transported back to, like, episode 10 when we just couldn't do anything yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> that was classic. Maybe I should have just introduced you guys instead of letting you guys to your own devices here. Yeah, Maybe. Ahead. Yeah. Maybe. All right. So I've been joined by Evan David. Hi. I'm Who's... Evan. I'm five foot nine. He's sitting. He's sitting here to uh, my left, your right, and and then also Steve MacDonald. Hi, I'm Steve, and I don't know what I'm doing. He's to my right, to your left, uh, as you are looking at us. Um, even though you're not, I don't even know why I said that. I feel like we should start over, but we're not going to. So, <laughs> hey, we are here to talk about an interesting topic, one that has come up a, a handful of times in conversation. Uh, with Evan and me, and and I think Steve might have been a part of some conversations about some of this kind of stuff. But um, we'll, we'll get to the topic in a moment. The first thing we need to do, though, is send out an apology. Uh, I It's confession time. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, when we did that Christmas gift to favorite characters episode, uh, well, I, I did, I, I, I did something wrong. I said we only had <laughs> two entries and then a third that came in late where they sent in their own funny ideas of what they would send to a fantasy or sci-fi character if they were to give yeah. them a Christmas gift. I missed one. I might have even missed the first one we got. All I know is as soon as we got the message that said, what about my answer? I remembered the answer and I remember laughing at the answer. And I'm pretty sure I even remember telling it to either Steve or Evan. I can't remember who. And just telling them that's a great answer. And it's really funny to me. And that I, I so I, I got to apologize for, for this uh, Jeff, Jeff Childs. He had the answer and it was that he would for Christmas, give a change of clothes to Arthur Dent it must be get old traveling around the galaxy in a bathrobe, he said. Dent, Arthur and, Dent? Yeah. Yeah, which it's a funnier answer. It would have been a lot funnier in context of the actual episode. <laughs> Here, as part of an apology, it's kind of sad. Yeah. But then again, but funny, Arthur, Dent, Arthur Dent would also probably be a little sad um, shuffling around in his bathrobe. And yeah. <laughs> Uh, although Ford prefect, we get Ford prefect like an actual name. Yeah, you know where that name came from. It's a car. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, uh, Douglas Adams thought that people would recognize this as a uh, a common vehicle, and the joke was right. the the joke was that he miscalculated what the dominant species on Earth was, and so he took a name like that would not be conspicuous. Ford prefect, right. uh, which would have been you know. Michael Landon doing the same thing in, in Highway to Heaven and calling himself Jonathan Smith. But the joke didn't go over as well with American audiences because nobody knew what that car was. I think it's more popular in in, in England or something. But yeah. <laughs> Anyway, apologies. Uh, sorry about that, Jeff. And we're making it right. Uh, we're not giving him a, a woodprint from the woodprint shop. Um, but we are getting him a consolation prize and I hope he likes it because if he doesn't like it, then print. it's just double apologies for sending him the a gift. sound print. We just gave him a sound print. Nice. His name is like forever now on our podcast until Steve, you know, the, no, what? No, that's not, sound enough. that's not enough. <laughs> Steve, print. Steve, no, no. All right. Well, no. no sound print for Something you. Something real. Ben has spoken. Mail. No sound print for you. <laughs> Well, he got the sound print too, but that's not what. The, no. Oh no! 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 Ben, if you say no, he gets no sound print. No. Okay. Sorry. All right. Fair enough. Uh, oh, now it's fair. Oh, okay. Oh, great. But that fair brings us to segue into our uh, a thank you that we have to give, and that is to the Woodprint Shop. Evan, I'm going to throw it over to you because they are sponsoring this episode. Yes, sound indeed. Print about the Woodprint Shop. And Woodprint Shop, your sound print includes a plug for you. Thanks for sponsoring us. Hey, guys, if you like rustic wood prints, that means your pictures or digital art printed on rustic wood planks as a one-of-a-kind work of art for your home or office, then you should check out thewoodprintshop.com or the Woodprint Shop on Facebook. We've given away our uh, Woodprint Shop John Carter print. Um, I got a... I got some wood prints for Christmas for my mother 
I got her a wood printed Christmas ornament of my daughter, and I got my wife a wood print of her mom, um, so that she could have that, and she loved it. And uh, it's just great quality stuff, and we thank them so much for sponsoring us yet again. And it sounds like at least some of the advertising has worked out because they got a new customer with you, apparently. <laughs> they did. They did indeed. I don't know if that counts, but. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we want to thank them once again for for being a, a sponsor of the show, and we appreciate that. We appreciated them giving us the uh, the John Carter thing that did not end up in my office, but is instead uh, hopefully already arrived to our, our contest winner. Actually, it's it's sitting right here next to me. I have not got a chance to go to the. I haven't got a chance to go to the post office. It's coming, winner of the contest. Haven't had Don't a chance worry. To go to the post office. Oh, sorry, Christopher. Wow. It's coming. Get out of the house. I promise. I'm going out. I'm going out tomorrow. I will mail it then. I am Fire. going to keep you accountable to that. Yes. I am going to keep you accountable <laughs> to that. Oh, heaven, heaven, heaven. That's okay. I still have some prizes I need to send out for a welcome to level seven contest that they got lost in the mail. And now I have them. They were found. And so I can send those comics out. I need to do that. Yeah. Can I ask a question about shield real quick? Yeah, sure. In the current version of shield, do they still have like level seven? I thought they had colors now. No, they don't have level seven. Changing the no, name. no, we're not changing the name. We're not <laughs> going to rebrand they don't the have whole thing. Level anymore. They haven't had level seven in a long, long time. Nope. It's so just the now they've replaced be... it. So there were a couple seasons where there were no level numbers, and now they've just let replaced it with level colors. And I'm not bothering with rebranding a podcast that's been around for four years. <laughs> to... so you're just going to go on an error. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right, all right, good to know. Well, the branding is there, and it works. I mean, <laughs> the pilot episode still exists. It's true. And the phrase, welcome to level seven, yeah. is still from the pilot episode. You can't change that. Yeah. So, Unless the special editions come out. Then you can change whatever you want. That's a whole other can of worms that we're not talking about today. <laughs> so. All right, well, let's get into the topic at hand, gentlemen. <sighs> the topic at hand is... Can we slash should we separate the creator from the creation? And what does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you what that means. That comes from a conversation that Evan and I started having a while ago when he recommended a webcomic to me. Now, I don't know how much we want to actually talk about the actual webcomic. I know it's something that Evan really wants to talk about. But it was something that I wasn't all that interested in, even though I had heard of it and I'd read some of it. And it was good. It is well done. And it's, but the, the problem for me is that the creator was involved in a controversy and this controversy, um, was just something that just put me off and made it so I wasn't interested. And I, I had read some, like I had said, and then I also started reading them again because I knew Evan really wanted to talk about them for comic book time machine or for strangers and aliens. And I just, uh, I enjoyed it again. I thought it was good, but the, the stuff the guy had done just bothered me and I just couldn't separate that out. And so that didn't lead to any, um, 
<laughs> any conversations like Evan and I have when we talk about special editions or when we talk <laughs> about uh, you know things like that. That, but it did lead to some really interesting and, and kind of deep conversations. And so we wanted to talk about it a little bit here on this podcast where you have a creator who has a, a belief or has done certain things or who has been outspoken about certain things. And then you have the creations that that creator has, has made. And just as Christians, especially – you know, if if we didn't have a a worldview that was so tightly connected to um, a moral code, quote unquote, or a morality, uh, I don't think it'd be as much of a problem. I don't think for you're you're not thinking morally when you have someone who disagrees with you. You're thinking I don't like them because they disagree with me. But for this, we're looking at okay, so what about these people? And the first thing that came to mind for me was like Michael Jackson. You know, I know a lot of people who were unable to listen to Michael Jackson's music anymore when some of the things came out that were possibly, you know, as far as the the treatment of children. Right. No, it wasn't even even, uh, you know, any solid proof that it was. But in people's minds, it was proof enough. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 for some people, it, it became a thing where they just had to say, you know what? That's one thing, but the music is good, you know, and then for other people, it was, you know what, I can never, ever listen to the music without thinking about these, uh, these allegations, or if in their mind, they think it's true, then these truths and yeah. So, and then the other person who, who came to mind actually was also then Bill Cosby, who is going through different court right. cases because of things, um, allegations about um, things that he had done with women against their will. And, you know, it just completely tarnishes the legacy that he thought he was going to have uh, based right. on, you know, his, his family friendly um, TV shows and, and persona and comedy right. routines. And, so these are all things, these are all kind of the the bundle that just kind of comes up uh, with, okay, so what does this mean? And, you know, I haven't seen the Cosby show on TV <laughs> since <laughs> since the court cases really started gaining, gaining traction. Right. Um, why? Because I don't think people are watching them. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and so there's, yeah, so let's let's start there. I do have a handful of things that I wrote down, but the one thing I hope that we'll, uh, the one thing I hope we'll do here is, is talk about this in a mature manner. Um, I don't think I'm not saying this because I think either of you are going to not talk about this in a mature manner, but I I don't (laughs) want this to just become, you know, dish in the juice, you know, that's not right. (laughs) Dish in 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 the the juice. juice. Yeah. You know, gossip. Uh. (laughs) You're just, Dishing the juice, man. Gotcha. All right. Gossip. And if That's you start dishing means. the juice, I'm going to call you out on it. Wow. I promise. I promise this. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, right, I don't... Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so Ben. Yeah. I, so, we, I think let's just start out. What's your, because we could list a whole bunch of stuff. 
Yeah. But what's your what's your general take on this subject? Like, I know we usually do that for the end, but I feel like it'd be good to start with that. And then we could talk about some of the stuff that maybe we personally have issues with. But what what's your general take on the subject? Should we well, should we separate the creator from the creation? Yeah, my my general take, unfortunately, is uh, a paradox. Honestly, um, on on one hand, I can't like that web comic I was talking about. That's something that I just don't have any interest in visiting. I, I just don't because of what the guy did. And it just, you know, he, he, the case could be made. It was just a, a one-time thing or if it was, or, or a three-time or whatever it was, you know, but it's not happening anymore. And he's apologized for it. He has. Right. Um, but I just, I, it just completely sours the thing for me. And, and part of what sours it for me is that it's intended to be kind of an all ages thing. Mm-hmm. you know right. and so that that really just kind of that just is, is it bothers me it bugs me um i was telling you evan about how a publisher that i worked for years ago and the the publisher itself was not publishing christian material but most of the people including the people in charge of the publisher were believers and they hired a guy to do a, a kid's book and then when they were getting ready to publish this book, they realized we can't publish the website with the book because the guy did um, pornographic. His website was basically all pornographic drawings, you know, and this is his website was, was then going to be placed on a, a kid's book and they didn't want, you know, the the connection there. And that caused a little bit of a controversy and, um, it wasn't on any books that I that I was involved in, but um, but I was there at, at a convention talking about it with them when they were kind of going through the controversy and um, and so there's that side of things. But then I do, you know, Alan Moore was one that came up for us uh, mm-hmm. as we were talking about the the topic and getting ready. Alan Moore is probably the best example of a guy whose worldview is pretty far away from a christian worldview yeah you know I, but his in his works are celebrated yeah that, yeah and that's oh, yeah. the thing yeah yeah and his works are celebrated not just in general by the general public but by by christians you know i know several of my christian friends who do comic books and who uh, are artists and writers you know love watchmen and i i'm one of those people who recognizes and looks at watchmen as just one of the pinnacles of what you can do with a comic book in storytelling. Um, and so I read Alan Moore's books, you know, and I like the, his run on Swamp Thing. And uh, I brought up the title with you, Evan, the uh, for the man who's everything. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Classic Superman of... story. One of the best Superman stories out there as, as far as public opinion goes, when mm, you yeah. do a poll of best Superman stories ever, it's going to be on there. It's very yeah. good. It's been adapted multiple times right. uh, in in the media, like through a car- cartoon shows, cartoon, and uh, yeah. even in the current Supergirl show, they adapted it. Yeah. Uh, but it was adapted into, I think it was Justice League, is that right? The Justice League Unlimited. Okay, yeah. Yep. Uh, the animated show, and, and so... That's why I'm saying I'm kind of uh, I, I don't fall on this issue one way or the other. I, I fall on it both ways 
And, and I don't know what the difference is except for possibly intention with the guy who, you know, did the thing and does the webcomic that's all ages, but then he, he does this thing that ga- ga- garners controversy uh, that was most decidedly not all ages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that might be what, what causes me to, to say, well, no, I'm not interested because he's, he has a kid's book, man. And he did that. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I'm, I'm falling on this issue, like smack dab on both sides. And mm. yeah, so I'm, yeah, it it's tough because I mean, for me, you know, like Isaac Asimov is, I mean, how can you not read I robot and, everything else i mean it's just so many fantastic seminal books if you're into science fiction you almost have to read these books because he developed the language that a lot of people still i mean they still make you know, i robot was a, a will smith movie wasn't it i mean it mm-hmm. yeah you could all these you could make the case that it was <laughs> <laughs> but he's also I mean, he was a, a humanist and an atheist, and he actually did a commentary on the Bible. Yeah, yeah published I have, I have commentary on, my on on the Bible, where he just sort of just takes the Bible hyper literally and out of context and out of order and everything, and just. I mean, it's an anti-Christian book. It's anti-Christian. So when you have someone with that, putting out this stuff that's seminal in in the genre what do you i mean how do you get past i mean at some point when you're reading it you have to say you have to either just put all that other stuff aside and say okay well i'll just sort out the little things that have little theological consequences here or it just just gets in the way and you're just sitting there saying yes but this guy hates god (laughs) you know and every single time anything comes up it's 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 suspect you know even in in nice ways that he might reference god where you know okay this this person you know in a chaplain has a bible or something like that and and performs a, a funeral or something but you're like okay why did he put that in there is he mocking it you know, is is it some mm. some sort of satire now? And and it just it brings up all these other things that make it difficult to appreciate the work for what it is. Yeah, and and it's interesting you bring up Isaac Asimov, Steve, because he is one that I don't even think twice about. Um, mm. I, like I said, I have his his guide to the Bible on my shelf. Uh, I've used it as a reference book a couple times, mainly because he's coming from point of view that he's coming from and yeah. and and then when i read a book of his it's just you know what i just go into it knowing this is the worldview that's behind it and reading it with that knowledge in my mind uh it doesn't even it doesn't even click twice with me okay should i be separating you know should i be reading this because of who the creator is and that right. is a question maybe we should be asking more is mm-hmm. is uh, should we say well you know this worldview that's going to be in this book you know a story is not just a story i think that's something we've brought up many many times in the past when someone says oh it's just a movie no it's never just a movie 
you know, it can be the worst movie ever, but it's not just a movie. And a story mm-hmm. is not just a story. A comic book is not just a comic book. It is a story, and a story has power. Mm-hmm. And it has a couple different kinds of power, and then there's the, there's the power that's intended to be there, the message that's intended to come out. There's the message that accidentally leaks out. Sometimes it's accidental truth that leaks out where the the writer is trying to say one thing. And as you're reading, you're just like, you know, he's trying to make this point, but the truth is just, he just can't get away from the truth. It's, it's, it's poking its ugly head up and that guy can't do anything about it. Um, And so with Isaac Asimov though, I I don't even think twice. Now Alan Moore, I think twice about, and, Mm -hmm. and Alan Moore, when I'm reading his work, my guard is up. Uh, until yeah. I've read it, and then I'm like, okay. And so Watchmen, I can't read anymore. No. Not because it's Alan Moore, but because of the themes that are in the book. And right. it is and such an amazingly crafted book, but the themes that are in that story, they bring me down. They yeah, really that's another do. Thing, because Alan Moore writes for a quote-unquote mature audience, while Asimov wrote for a more uh, youthful audience, I believe. At least originally. I mean, he was writing a lot of stuff for, uh, well, I mean, it was basic science fiction in yeah, the, in yeah, the but 40s and 50s. I don't think even his later stuff, I don't think he would ever say was written uh, for like, wasn't older audiences. Yeah, yeah, because he he may write things that are hard for younger audiences to understand, especially yeah. with, with some of his later work where he's getting into the more hard sci-fi and and that, that's not even later work, but it's not the pulp sci-fi. It's the harder right. sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, but he, so far as I know, I have never come across anything that he's written that would be problematic for me to content wise, as far as violence, sexual content, right. uh, language, those kind of things that I wouldn't just feel comfortable passing off to my, one of my kids. Right. Right. So, Yeah. That's, but like I said, I mean, I'll read Alan Moore comic before I'll read that web comic that Evan and I were talking about. Which so. that kind of boggles my mind, but yeah, let, yeah. Uh, it's okay though because that's your thing. Okay, so let's uh, let me let me share what my thoughts, and then we can go on to some more specifics about like different different creators and creations that this might apply to in our personal lives so for me uh i'm pretty much in the same boat as you've been it's a it's a paradoxical thing it's kind of like a case-by-case basis sort of thing like for me i have a hard time picking up anything alan moore anymore because of stuff that you've shared about him that i didn't even know like that he practices witchcraft while writing and you know doing that sort of thing and so you and you know me and and the magic stuff i'm out you know, so yeah. I, ha- I have a pro- I have a, a big problem with him. Um, but then there's, you know, uh, I feel like g- just generally speaking, for the most part, the majority of things I come across that have that where the creator comes into question. I don't let it bug me because you can pretty much find I mean, it. it most of the stuff that we enjoy, it comes from secular people and people who don't know Christ. Um, and so they're going to behave like the world behaves. And if I 
you know, if I scrutinize over everything, I'm never going to watch anything. I'm never going to read anything because I'm always going to be trying to do my research, you know, and I'm always going to be trying to, oh, this guy did this or this guy did that. And usually I just try to base it on the work itself, the content itself, what is in, um, What's in the what's in the content? Like for so, this comes in particular with songs, okay? Because sometimes um, a dis like a Disney movie, for instance, might have uh, lots of magic in it or some or, or something in it that what? makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. Movie? Yeah, I know. No, very hard to believe. And so I, I might not feel comfortable watching the movie, but I really enjoy the songs. And if the song itself, just isolated. Uh, is doesn't have anything offensive to me in it. I'll still listen to the song and enjoy the song. Um, so, and that, that's that's a specific example that I can give that kind of sums up uh, my feelings on the subject for the most part. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Now, because here's the other side of things. Uh, I've seen in the past, and not just the the near past, but but going back a handful of years people just getting just destroyed online for a, a single thing that they said. And then suddenly everything that they've done outside of that single thing is just, it becomes suspect. And this comes from uh, a handful of Christian artists that I know who they, they say, I believe in the Bible. And so they get blacklisted. Because people come out and say, well, if you believe in the Bible, then you must be saying that you hate, you know, gay people or you hate, you know, those kind of things. And, you know, and even if the person who said, I believe in the Bible actually comes out and says, well, the Bible says homosexuality is a sin. I believe that. Uh, What comes out of that then? uh, And I've seen it happen with a couple different artists who were working for major companies and who suddenly stopped getting work from those companies because mm-hmm. there was an outcry against them individually. Mm. And it's not just in comics. It's, it's all over the place where you'll see, you know, boycott this boycott that. And it's not just people who are, you know, on the liberal side It's people who are on the conservative side as well, who are saying, well, that person supports that thing and that thing sends money to that thing, and that thing mm. is terrible, and therefore we can't do business at this thing. And so, you sh- if you do business there, then you are not a Christian, you know. And <laughs> there, is, the problem becomes what you said, Evan, where if you start looking into it, especially if you're getting into like boycotting businesses and boycotting, you know, companies, then you are headed down a long path where good luck buying anything, you know, because your money is going to eventually go to someone that you don't want your money to go to because everyone's connected. <laughs> and, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and that, that's some of the stuff that's on my list. I've heard people, uh, you know, I'm not drinking Coke anymore because they support the gay agenda and I'm not, I'm not drinking Pepsi anymore because they support the Mormons. <laughs> well, and then, and, you, know, and Evan, like you know, um, I'm not drinking we've, water anymore because it has the letter W and the W is in Jehovah's Witnesses. So, uh. yeah, yeah. yeah. I what mean, were you going to say, Ben? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that's that's it exactly. And there's some there's some level of where where you do have to say, well, I can't support this, you know, 
the question that you have to ask is, okay, so where do I stop and where do I start? Right. And, and I think that's that's something that's very similar to my thing with magic. Like we talked about, there's a line. I know there's a line. I just don't always know where it is. And the line isn't the same for everyone necessarily. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And it, of course, now <laughs> I'm not suggesting, um, you know, relative truth or anything like that. No, I, no. I am suggesting that different people are capable of of doing different things and different people are equipped to do other things. And, and for some people it is permissible for, you know, certain, certain things. Um, You have to be careful going down that route (laughs) to say, you know, just because all things are permissible doesn't mean all things are beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody's conscience dictates differently. Um, The Bible makes that clear. There's some people who, whose conscience say things are fine and other people whose conscience condemns them. And the Bible says, if you go against your conscience, that's a, that's a sin. But that's where I think a lot of this comes down to, you know, trusting in the Holy spirit. I mean, I did, uh, I used to own every single graphic novel, literally every single graphic novel that Neil Gaiman had written. Mm-hmm. I got rid of them all. Um, I got rid of them all. Cause I felt like, you know, I, I shouldn't have these in my house. Uh, and I don't really know why I, I just felt like this is something I need to get out of, of my house. And yeah, I still have some of the Alan Moore stuff now, <laughs> the, you know, Watchmen, uh, that book has not been opened in a long time. And I am considering just getting rid of that, especially because mm-hmm. of, like I said, those themes, man, they just, they mm. brought me down. Um, it, it really did. And I've noticed yeah. also that there's some TV shows that have been on recently that didn't even necessarily have bad content in them, but I was watching it and realized when I got to watching it, I just feel down. You know, this, this was not edifying at all yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I think, I think you're right, Ben. I want to revise what I said. The, it's definitely the Holy Spirit who le- leads your conscience in the right direction. Because I've talked about before, conscience sometimes, in my definition of a conscience – um, which is tethered to your flesh, it's uh, it can sometimes convict you of things that you don't necessarily need to be convicted about. But the Holy Spirit, if you have that, if you're a Christian, He's going to steer you. He's going to steer your conscience towards what God wants, and that's right. that's what you got to trust in. Yeah. yeah. So Holy Spirit is is it's specific to us. You know, it's 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 not like I can, you know, watch pornography and you can't or something like that. <laughs> It's that, you know, there there are some things that, I mean, it, it might be the point where, you know, when the swimsuit catalogs come, you know, some people, I mean, that's that's pornography to some people, you know, I mean, it, it's it's that it's that much of a thing where, you know, you can't even do that. Um, there was a, a band like 30 years ago called Lust Control, and, and they would put out these songs. Some of them were parodies. Some of them were satire and whatever. And it had a, a song called Swimsuit Edition Wallpaper. And, you know, in the song, this guy has a problem with pornography to the point where he's putting swimsuit pictures on the wall, and that's his pornography. And it's like, you know, to some people, okay, wow, hey, honey, do you want to get a new swimsuit this year? And to some people, it's under the under the the, the mattress, and you know, it's what comes out in, in the in the darkest moments, you know. And it's 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 how the Holy Spirit is working on it. So it's this is how I, I describe it to kids and my kids especially. When we become Christians, God wants us 
to clean up our act and we should want to clean up our act, you know, sort of like as, as a way of saying thank you to God for saving us because otherwise we have no chance of being saved. He's the one that does all the saving. So we thank you, God. Okay. Well, you know, here's, here's your room, clean it up. Okay. Okay. And you go around, you take up all the big stuff and everything and you put all the big stuff away and, and throw out the stuff, the big stuff that, it's there. Okay, good. And God comes up into your room and he says, wow, you did a great job here. Now get the little stuff. And you look around. Oh, yeah, the little stuff. And you go around all this little stuff here and there. And then God comes back and says, wow, you did a great job. Now do the, you know, sweep up. You gotta, still got to sweep up. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you sweep up the room. And then God comes back up and says, wow, you're doing a great job up here. Remember the dust. And you're like, a dust? I didn't even think of that. And it's every single time there's something else because the Holy Spirit's working on you. But if it was, hey, you have to pick up the big stuff, the small stuff, you have to sweep, you have to dust, you have to polish, you have to, it would be like overwhelming. And you're just, you're like, wait, all that stuff? And it becomes a weight. And all of a sudden you're, you're okay, well, I have to do this stuff to, to have my salvation. And all of a sudden it's, it's inappropriate. And you're, you're doing it because it's, it's, you know, it's it's something you're bound to. You, okay, now I have to get this done. But no, the Holy Spirit works on us in a nice, slow way. It's progressive. We should be getting holier all the time. But I'm at a different holiness level than Ben, and Ben's at a different holiness level than Evan, and we're at different holiness levels than you. And we have to take it at that level. You know, I might still be cleaning up the big stuff in my room. And Evan might have the perfectly crystal clear room. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm just. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Evan that well that I can. Yeah. I can say that that that's not true. So, you know, whatever level we're at, that's what we have to deal with. And if I can't read an Isaac Asimov book because I keep thinking about his atheism stuff, you know what? The Bible gives us that freedom to be in that situation. And if someone else can read Alan Moore's stuff or you know, look at swimsuit catalogs or whatever, that's that's where they are. They're good. They're good there because that's where the Holy Spirit has brought them to. And if the Holy Spirit is working on you, dear listener, and telling you not to, I don't know, go see Rogue One. Don't go see Rogue One. Um, you know, don't do it. Don't do what the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to do. You know, it's that easy. And if it, the Holy Spirit is telling you not to do it, but it's not directly a sin, the Bible doesn't say, thou shalt not go see Rogue One. Just don't force others to be at your level. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of getting away from the topic. But that is something that I, I also have seen is is just the whole idea of, listen, man, this is totally fine. So why aren't you doing it? You know? Right. <laughs> like I'm totally a Christian leader, and I say it's okay, and and you're you're sitting there, and you're not a Christian leader, and you're not doing it. You should be doing it, and you're yeah. you're judging me because and it just it it can get bad. It can get really it, it, it irritates me to see people yeah. who are judging people who can't do something because they feel like I, I just, I can't, this is something that God doesn't want me to do. And, or it may even come from that, that weakness of morality. 
and I'm not talking about the weakest morality where you're saying I can't do something because that's a weakness for me, you know, the flesh, you know, but the weakness of morality that comes from being um, a young believer who has to have these rules and guidelines and these specific lines where I can look at the line and not cross it. And I need to have these because I'm not familiar with the freedom that we have in Christ. And to see then people who are leaders, quote unquote, in, in the, you know, Christian pop culture spheres who are saying, dude, you can cross that line. And if you're not crossing that line and you're saying it's wrong and you're totally, you know, you're not with it, man, you know, and, and that's not the way it goes. You know, these are the people who can't eat meat. Like that whole thing that Paul was talking about with meat that's offered up to idols. And some people say we can, and some people say we can't, the people who say we can are feeling the freedom because they know this is offered up to a false God. There is nothing that has contaminated this meat to make it sinful meat. But then you have the other people who are saying, well, it was connected to the worship of a false God. And I just can't do that. And, and Paul is saying, you know, look, these people are weak because they're, they're young, they're new, you know, and you should not be looking down at them because of that. And all too often, all too often, we end up looking at that other side. And what, by we, it's the general we. I'm not saying you two, uh, Evan, Steve. I'm not, I'm not even saying you who are listening. Um, but we look at the other side and we use it as a defense. It's okay for me to do this because it's okay to eat the meat, you know? Yeah. And it's a defense behind, you know, for what we do instead of being a protection of the people who are weaker and who would have trouble and who do stumble because they see someone that they respect doing something that they feel is wrong. And, okay, so what do I do when this leader, this person who is a more mature and more developed believer He's doing this thing that I did when I wasn't a Christian, you know, and I, is that okay? And I saw this happen with music, um, I, in high school and it was a really powerful moment in my early development of my own Christianity. Um, we were at a youth convention and the musician at the youth convention started singing a secular song. And the girl that I was really interested in, uh, she got up and left and she looked very upset. And I'm like, I'm going to go and, and talk to her because see why she's upset and maybe <laughs> hey, I can hey, help baby. her, you know? And so I went out into the lobby and was talking with her and trying to figure out what was wrong. And then um, one of the youth leaders came along and um he sat down with, with us and, and was talking with her about what was wrong. And what came out was that this was the music that she listened to and that she associated with her life before she came to Christ. Wow. And so it just, she couldn't believe this guy was singing it. And it just, it, it just threw her for a loop. And the, the youth leader who was sitting down with us was not her youth group leader or my youth group leader, but it was someone that we knew from another church and and he's someone that I, I really grew to respect. And he he walked her through it and just said, you know, well let's talk about this song. I mean, what is this song about? And and why do you think he's he's singing it? And 
and, uh, you know, talked her through her feelings about why she felt it shouldn't be sung, but also talked her through, like, looking at his side of things, the, the musician who was up there. And, yeah, it, it was a really, for me, I was just sitting there witnessing it, you know, and just seeing it happen yeah. and hearing him talk through both sides with her. And um, I mean, she never liked me. But yeah. <laughs> well, we like you. <laughs> yeah this this story does not end with and now that girl's my wife. No, I. <laughs> um, it never went anywhere, and then I went to college and almost forgot about her. So nice. Except for when I think about this kind of this this topic and just remember that time with that that guy, uh, the youth group leader. So. <laughs> well. Man. Guys, do, you, do we want to talk about, uh, just getting back on topic, do you want to talk about anything that this has applied to you where you've, where you've been given pause because of the creator and the creation and his relation? Well, yeah, because of the well, creator's we, life. <laughs> we, we kind of already have talked about a number of these. One interesting one for me uh, in the last couple of years is H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. And yeah. okay. the reason that's interesting is I was aware of his work. And aware of his place as this kind of uh, horror fantasy luminary, uh, you know, mm -hmm. this early nineteen or early nineteen hundreds, not nineteenth century, early nineteen hundreds writer. He's writing around the same time as um, as as Robert E. Howard and mm -hmm. and those guys doing the early fantasy stuff, but also just a horrible racist as far mm -hmm. as you know, even if. The way I've heard it described is even if you looked at the people of the time and said, here's the common worldview, which is racist, you know, and yeah. which, you know, the, the common man and just kind of the common racism of the culture right. of the time. He's not in that realm. He's over mm. to the side here. And this was interesting to me then was I got a job adapting one of his stories into a comic book form and the, yeah. the person who gave me the job said, okay, I want you to adapt it um, fairly close, you know, as close as possible, but it has to be shorter. Also get rid of all the racism. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Get rid of the racism. And then I started reading it and the story I was doing wasn't heavy as far as the racism goes. Um, but it was there. It was clearly there in a couple of descriptions of uh, fantastical monstrous things and you're reading the descriptions and you're like this is a monster this is a description of a monster but you take out some of the exaggerated things and this is a description of an African American or a Jew mm. you know and it's just like oh my goodness and uh, and it's the description of the caricature of, of the Jew or the African American. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh man, I did not know this about him. And then what's come out recently is, uh, you have, um, Lehman Kessler, who is part of the geekly yoked podcast. He is a HP Lovecraft. Uh, what'd you call that? An HP Lovecraft, not impersonator, but I guess that's probably the closest word for it. He does a YouTube channel. That's all him in the character of H.P. Lovecraft uh, doing goofy uh, essays, basically, uh, that use H.P. Lovecraft to take pot shots at culture. 
So and it's it's more of a, a parody than trying to it, be it is, a it is. Lovecraft. But what happens is glory. Right, right. What happens is he gets a lot of people who who ask him about this and ask him how can you do this when he's like this and uh, and then you he also gets messages from white supremacists who are like oh. yes and he's Creepy. like no you totally don't get what I'm doing <laughs> and, <laughs> Good and, grief. yeah yeah but anyway he is one who this is where the line gets much much easier to see is his worldview is very evident in his in his writings and at least when I say very evident, I have not read everything by H.P. Lovecraft. I've read a handful now of his more popular uh, stories and and listened to some audio dramas. And the audio dramas don't don't go there. But, um, you know, it, where you, you see the, the creator is definitely, you know, it, it's a little bit harder to separate the creator from the creation here yeah. because the, the racism is on the page. Mm. And not just in, in in the lifestyle. So, that's that's what I was gonna th- throw out there. But I think okay. I've touched on everything except, yeah, the one last one I would say before um, we get into like the spiritual stuff. Um, well, we kind of already <laughs> have is um, it's interesting for me with Star Wars now. Um, things that have come out recently about. Um, the actors, especially the the original Star Wars, and and the actors involved in that, and some of the things that they have done, are doing, um, it it just it saddened me to to hear mm-hmm. some of these things, um, and it changes my perspective on them whenever I see an interview with them. But I watched The Empire Strikes Back with my kids a little while ago. Oh, actually, New Year's New Year's Eve, and I the whole time I didn't even think about oh, uh, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford. You know, I, I didn't think that at all. I, I all right, it, it didn't it didn't come up until just now. See, see I think I think more like when I'm watching anything with Star Wars, like especially the original George Lucas stuff, I'm thinking to myself, you know, more about Lucas's life choices and you know mm-hmm. the 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 Taoism Buddhism and everything that he is infused the whole thing with, and I'm thinking about that more than I mean I guess he, he divorced his wife and et cetera et cetera whatever I mean w- whatever it is you know at at some point people are going to make mistakes and I think when it's fresh it's harder to to deal with. You know, there was a, a a Christian heavy metal band back in the late eighties and the in the early nineties. And uh they sort of broke up and one guy carried on the name and then it, it got really weird and they disappeared and all of a, not disappeared in real life, but he just didn't re- do anything for a couple of years. And then when he came back, he was just flat out an atheist. And you were just like, Wait a minute, what? <laughs> and for a while I just I didn't want to listen to the music. He was the he was the lyricist, he was the singer and I just didn't want to listen to the music. I just didn't want to listen to it because I knew that I was be hearing his voice saying things that obviously he didn't believe or doesn't believe or it, it just it made it weird. Nowadays, I mean some of the songs by that band are some of my favorite songs, so I'll still listen to them. And 
now I don't really have that much of a problem with it because it's so far from that incident. Um, um, now I remember when Amy Grant did the, uh, duet with Peter Cetera. Yeah. And it got play on secular radio. Oh yeah. And I was in a Christian high school at the time. Oh wow. um, That must've been scandal. Well, I didn't even know what was going on until someone mentioned it to me and they said, yeah, uh, these, these two girls over there, they, they burned all their CDs or just destroyed all their Amy Grant CDs because she's because it got played on a secular radio because she was doing secular music. Now it wasn't just that it got played on secular radio. She did a duet with Peter Cetera. This was before, before her affair and and breakup of her marriage. But it's like, just because she's doing a duet with someone who's not a Christian, (laughs) that's, that's the, 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 but that was the line. That was the line that they were on. And mm-hmm. that they said, I won't, I can't cross this line because we cannot listen to secular music. I thought you were saying that just because her Christian song got played on a secular station. No, it wasn't oh, no. a Christian no. song. Okay. That's, that, that's more understandable. Um, I, don't star, want, I don't remember what the song is, but. <laughs> my Star Wars thing, you guys had to start, each had a Star Wars thing. My Star Wars thing that gave me pause was um, the actor who plays Poe Dameron in the oh. new in the new star Wars, I I'm staying away from the Poe Dameron comic because I read an interview where, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of fans are pushing for Poe and Finn to become a couple in this new trilogy. Right. But why would we stay away from the comic because of what fans want? Because the actor who played Poe came out and said, he's all for it. And he said in the cockpit scene with Finn, he was intentionally playing it as romance. And so kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, ah, I really like that character, but now I kind of don't really want to like that character. That's where they're going with that. (laughs) So, so that's one of, that's kind of like, uh, that's kind of soured the taste for me. Yeah. A little bit. Um, another one, if uh, if I can throw one out is uh, Richard Rich, not Richie Rich, the character, <laughs> but Rich, Richard with Richie Rich, Rich, Richard Rich, the director. Uh, he's a Disney. He was a Disney animator. He uh, he had uncredited animating roles on like Robin Hood and uh, the Rescuers and and Peach Dragon. Um, but he is responsible for my favorite. Uh, animated Bible series, which is the Nest animated Bible series. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. No. Yep. Oh, they're, they're just, in my opinion, they're so well done. The animation is so, pardon the pun, rich. And <laughs> uh, and it's, it's very, very biblically accurate. It, and I I consider myself a connoisseur of animated Bible children's entertainment. And... <laughs> It's a very limited field, and uh, <laughs> they they are some of the most biblically accurate uh, ones, and they're just so well done in in every respect. Um, so then I I started researching a little more. He so he's a Mormon, so that's one thing. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. so yeah. now when I'm watching these, I even though they're so great, I'm like, oh, but he's doing this from like the Mormon perspective, which right. 
you know, they really just add stuff to the Bible. They would say everything, all the Bible stories are true. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, but um, it's recast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their Jesus isn't our Jesus. It's exactly. Like they exactly. just have extra stuff. They. But but when he's portrayed in these in these films, he's portrayed accurate to what we would believe the Bible says, and or what the Bible actually does say. Yeah, and uh, I, would, I would agree with that. I I've seen them and and watched them, and I would agree. Yeah, and I, 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 I still I'd still highly recommend it to anybody. Um, they're so good. In fact, we just found we just found uh, they're usually like twenty bucks. Last time I checked to buy them individually, I found a bundle of like ten for five bucks at Kmart, Whoa. and I was like, "This is what it must be like when someone finds diamonds." Um, <laughs> it was at Kmart in the five dollar DVD bin. I was like, oh. "Anyway, I'm getting off topic." So. The, the Mormon thing was like one thing, but then I do some other research on his filmography after he's done all of these awesome animated Bible stories. He's done a full length feature film called Muhammad, the last prophet. Oh, wow. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? What do you even believe? <laughs> are you, are you a Mormon? Are you, what are you doing? And so that's weird. Yeah, so I'm just like, oh man, this stuff is so good. But then you're doing this stuff. What is going on? So that's one that's it's you know, giving me pause, but I'm still enjoying his Bible stories. You know who did some of the scripting for the Nest series is who? Orson Scott Card, who, who is, is a, a Mormon, a Mormon sci-fi writer. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know that does bring up you know the idea here talking about Mormons. Uh, Glenn Larson and Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Uh, that was something I did not even know about until, well, fairly recently, as far as you know, maybe in the last 10 years sometime. But watching it again, it's been interesting because it's there. Like, I did not see it at all. <laughs> and then I'm watching it. I'm like, hey, wow, that's really interesting. Because, um, yeah. I mean, his worldview is, is right up in there. Um, yeah. Now he's doing Space Exodus with you know the, right. the idea of the show and yeah yeah and when those those quote unquote angel lights appeared remember mm-hmm. that one yeah, yeah and it was it was remember i just watched right it last of, week yeah <laughs> saying stuff right out of mormon theology when it says mm-hmm. uh what what you are we once were what we are you you someday will be or something like that and you know that's that's their theology that yeah. we become these angelic spirit beings who are in charge of other planets and we procreate with other wives and stuff like that. It's just obviously weird and crazy, but in a science fiction setting, you're like, Oh wow, these spirit beings, but it's straight out of Mormon theology. I mean, it's, it's not even reworded some of it. (laughs) Well, but the interesting thing about Mormon theology is if you were to make a big budget film out of it, it would make a, pretty interesting i don't know if it'd be watchable uh scientology would actually be that one scientology would be a great movie (laughs) it wouldn't be battlefield earth it would be actually pretty good if you did oh it'd be if you gave (laughs) it the lord of the rings or star wars i've heard of that the spaceships that look like airplanes yeah all that stuff it's great battlefield earth Um, someday we should never do an episode on that. Ah, you're right. (laughs) I've, uh, I've got another one. It's, uh, me and my wife have been watching the Fuller House series on Netflix. Okay. Which is the sequel series to Full House, which we really enjoyed growing up. And, uh, 
now whenever I watch it, I mean, all the, all the cast except for Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen come back and they're they're all in the show and it's it's pretty fun. Um, but whenever Bob Sag gets on the screen, yeah, yeah, his comedy just, is foul, yeah, disturbing. Yeah, yeah, just it's in, foul. Yeah, just inside, I'm like, um, yeah. you're not Danny Tanner. But he's acting. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, <laughs> that's the that's one of the differences when you're looking at actors. You know, they are acting, and mm. and so you have these movies where you have these wonderful portrayals of, you know, Christians and but they're just doing a great job of acting. You know? Right. But, right. Um, now, here's here's the thing. There, there's a couple different routes that we can kind of end this on. And and one is, you know, we're 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 talking about should we separate the creator from the, the creation or, or can we, you know, but this is all predicated on the idea that it's OK to consume material that's not by Christians or, you know, sci-fi that's not by J.R.R. Tolkien or C.S. Lewis, you know, and right. Um, or that doesn't perfectly line up know, with should, the Christian worldview. Yeah. Should we be doing this anyway? You know, should we be watching Star Wars or, you know, mm-hmm. so that's the, that's a bigger question. And clearly our answer is, is, well, we watch Star Wars, you know, and I read Swamp Thing and, wow. and Polar Express changed my life. Yeah, we're not going to go there right now. But <laughs> although I do have an idea for a challenge, uh, Evan. Uh, oh, you've told me about this Christmas yeah. in July challenge. I'm willing to watch some of these Christmas movies that you love that I hate. <laughs> not that you love that I hate them, but that you love and that I hate. Um, and, and see if I I come around on them. And and I'm up Christmas for it. in July. But that's like Polar Express, um, the Grinch, Jim Carrey version, the, the Jim Carrey Grinch, which I despise with every fiber of my being. We're not going to get into it, Ben. No, Santa Claus, which I just don't really like that much, but I want to because I understand that the movies expand on a world building. Anyway, yeah. So Christmas in July. Anyway. I'm up for it. <laughs> Anyway, so there there is that one side of the conversation that we really didn't touch on because it's pretty clear what side of that conversation we we land on. Um, but then there's another thing that you kind of brought up, Evan, and I don't know if you brought it up in the segment that we had to cut out or if it was still in what we just talked about. But, <laughs> um, but the idea that, you know, you dig around in anybody's worldview and their worldview is great. But then you start digging around in their lifestyle and you're going to find something. You're going to find something from their past or something in their present that you would say, wait a minute. And that's even for, I mean, it's hard for me, you know, I, on a couple different levels, I am a, a children's pastor and I write comic books like that are adapting the gospels and that kind of thing. And And there are times when, I just look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, what am I doing? Um, you know, a not so extreme example of this is I just started doing a parenting class at my church. And one of the first things I told them was I'm not teaching this cause I'm the perfect parent, you know, and you talk to my kids and you'll hear I'm not the perfect parent. And, and more than half of what they're going to say to you is true. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know it, and so that's and maybe that's even another example of the creator creation um conversation 
talking about like me standing in front of these parents and and talking through how to be a spiritual parent, how to be the primary discipler for your children when I'm still figuring that out myself and still sometimes doing a really poor job of it. Um, and I think, I think that's definitely something that should be factored into the conversation. Like even as Christians, we're still in, like Steve was talking about, we're still in progress. Um, and some of us have had, you know, shady pasts. Um, before we came to Christ, some of us, yeah, some of us, and not not everybody, but some people, and uh, you know, and if and if we could if we could look in people's hearts, I mean, everybody's got a shady past. Yeah, well, um, all of sin and fall short yeah. of the glory of God. You know, Absolutely. I mean, that's that's right there. Um, and you know, you have <laughs> you have Paul, who he had a hard time getting accepted because of what he had done. He had done some really awful things. Yeah, uh, that were pretty terrible and had reason for people to suspect that he may not be exactly what he's saying. Um, and and that, that's a that's a Christian thing. But then if you're talking about worldly people, I don't know if I've mentioned this already or if this got cut out. Uh, but what I tell when I whenever I'm teaching a youth group, I, I mention this a lot is, you know, we, we can't expect worldly people to act like how God wants us to act because they don't have God in their lives. They don't have the Holy spirit in them. They're not Christians. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're slaves to sin. They can't help, but live that way. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, this was a huge revelation to me. I remember in high school when I first figured this out, like, you know, I'd always get offended, you know, at, in public school when people would, you know, cuss all the time. But then I'm like, wait, is, like, how can I expect them not to do that when they don't know, you know, my, my savior, it's just yeah. it's just how they they're living, and until they yeah. encounter him, I I can't change them, and I can't expect them to act like a Christian when they're not. Yeah, exactly. Then that's something that it might be hard for us to to try to think through, but you know, there's there's a lot of times where I'll, I'll say stuff, and and my wife just has to bring me back and say, well, it's not. They're not Christians, you know. You can't you can't expect that of them. Mm-hmm. And yes, but and she she always you know, she's she's just a voice of wisdom. Yeah, I found that my wife is the voice of wisdom that I need. Like she has just the right wisdom for yeah. me. Like, mm, absolutely, <laughs> I'm really blessed. That, yes, you know, it's, she doesn't have the wisdom that Steve needs or Evan needs, but she's got the wisdom that I need. Actually, she mm-hmm. might have the wisdom you need, but she definitely <laughs> has the wisdom that I need at the time that I need it. And yeah, yeah so that's that's a good thing. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think we've covered this this fairly well, and I don't think we've come across any definitive answer either. I don't think there is no. a definitive answer. Um, other than, you know, some of it comes down to really personal preference. Like we were talking about with that webcomic. That's personal preference for me is mm-hmm. just, you know what? I'm just not interested in it because of what I know about the guy behind it. Yeah. Um, and then some of it does, I think, come down to uh, following the Holy Spirit's leading. And, you know, anytime, really anytime that you're you're diving into something that has especially a a uh, a militant anti worldview against what your uh what what the bible teaches and against what 
what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives and that kind of thing, you need to gird yourself up and you need to be ready for it. And you need to know what you're getting into and, and, you know, have on the armor of God, so to speak, uh, as you're, as you are getting into. And, and the other thing I would just say is don't ever get into the trap of saying, and I, I, maybe I've beaten this dead horse way too many times, but don't ever get in the trap of saying it's just a story. Uh, and, and I'm kind of getting into my last words, guys. As soon as I'm done with this, I want you guys to give your last words and then we'll say goodbye. But um, don't ever get into the, the trap of saying it's just a story. It's just a TV show. It's just a cartoon. It's not. Now, it might right. be it, it might be that it is fairly innocent. Uh, but even that innocence is something that makes it more than just a story. You know, it, it makes it into something that, that can be uplifting. It makes it into something that can be inspiring. Um, it also makes it into something that can really uh, get under your skin and, and get into your uh, into your spirit and and cause you to, you know, maybe question things or maybe um, maybe that question is not quite the right word. But, um, you know, go down these paths that your mind shouldn't go down. And so anyway. Um, just don't find yourself in that trap where you're saying it's just a story. Stories are powerful and that's why we like them so much is that they have a power of escapism and they have a power of, like I said, lifting you up or bringing you down, getting you angry about a social issue or, you know, getting you inspired to go out and do something good for somebody, you know? So that's, that's my final word on the subject. Um, and I'm going to turn it over should I turn it over to you guys or should I direct this to one or the other of you? Direct it, Ben. Okay. Direct the way. Steve, your last word. Your last word, Steve. My last core, my last words are from, uh, Edgar Allan Poe in the mask of the red death. He writes, there are chords in the hearts of the most reckless, which cannot be touched without emotion. Even with the utterly lost, to whom life and death are equally jests, there are matters of which no jest can be made. That's All great, right. Steve. It's good. I, I, I think it almost... I'm going to have to digest that a little bit to see how it fits the subject. <laughs> digest, but, yeah. digest away. Yeah. I'm going to have to pull some of these cords, I think is what, I, what I'm saying. <laughs> Evan, your last word. I'm going to end with a story that is hopefully an encouragement uh, and and has to do with the topic. Uh, The movie The Prince of Egypt is made by a bunch of secular people Mm -hmm. by a secular company, DreamWorks Animation. But it's a Bible story. They've taken some liberties with it. um, But for the most part, it's true to the to the narrative and uh, or at least the spirit of the narrative and what the, the narrative tells us about. And, uh, you know, regardless of how you feel about the creators or the content, uh, I do know that there was uh, – I heard this story. <clears throat> we were in training for to be children's ministers, and we had a, a lady come and, and do a special seminar on uh, children with special needs. And her, her son had special needs, and uh, he was able to understand the gospel – through the Prince of Egypt because he would watch it all the time and he loved that movie. And then one day he asked his mom, um, 
you know, is is Ramesses going to go to heaven? Because Moses follows God, and he's going to go to heaven. Is Ramesses going to go to heaven? And and his mom had to explain to him, no, Ramesses is not, because he did not give his life to God. And so through that movie, this kid who has an, an impaired uh, learning was able to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. So sometimes, and I'm not saying this is across the board, but sometimes regardless of the creator of a work of art, God can use whatever he stinking wants to use. Oh, yeah. To reach people. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that gets into the <laughs> Balaam, Balaam's donkey, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if if exactly. God can use a donkey, <laughs> then God can use, I mean, you say, you say it as uh, if God can use a donkey, you know, God can use Prince of Egypt. I say it as if God can use a donkey, God can use me. <laughs> also yeah. true. Also and, true. and also, I should be listening. <laughs> Because God can use something in my life that I would not expect, like yep. a donkey. Now I don't yeah. I don't come in contact with donkeys, so I, I doubt it would ever be a donkey. But but we do come in contact with movies and comic books and all sorts yeah. of that other stuff. Yeah. So Steve, you did your yes. last word. Evan, you did, did your last word. I've done mine, so I think it's time to say goodbye and thanks for listening. You guys want to say goodbye and thanks for listening? Thanks. For, 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 I messed it up. up. I'm just making noises. Yeah. Thanks for goodbye and listen. And Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandalien.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. And now that girl's my wife.